The opinions expressed in Fintech in Focus News and Views are those of the speakers only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Corpay or Fleetcore Incorporated. Welcome to Fintech in Focus News and Views. I'm Ron Nachman. This podcast explores B2B payments and AP in the age of automation. As electronic payments gain traction with more AP teams working remotely, there's a lot to talk about. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions. Please email us at podcast at corepay.com. That's podcast at C-O-R-P-A-Y.com. In a blog post that we've linked in the description for this episode, Corpay Sales VP Mark Pensarini details that it's only just recently become simple to automate your payment process. Now you can automate in just a few weeks, but our sales teams have found that based on some burdensome software implementation experiences in the past, many companies get cold feet about deploying a payments program into their system. These companies often think the implementation will be a big IT project, that it'll take months to complete, and that it'll be expensive and disruptive. I asked both Mark and Corpay's manager of implementation services, Heidi Starks, about what it takes to get companies over their hesitations to implement automated payments and to get them fully onboarded. Here's how it went. Mark, you start off your article pointing out that companies have only recently started switching to paying their payments electronically, basically in the last 10 to 30 years. As these payment systems move to the cloud, they've become easier and quicker to deploy. Expand on that a little. Yeah, Ron, I think, you know, technology is a, has evolved a lot, a lot over the last 10 years, especially, and it's made it easier for companies to implement and manage now cloud-based so- solutions and systems. So this has allowed AP teams and accounting teams to take advantage of new ERP systems and payment solutions that are much more efficient, they're much more secure, and a lot easier to support. We all know it's difficult to get IT resources. I think that was uh, magnified a lot over the last two years because of COVID. Uh, you know, I think IT resources have always been stretched. You know, as long as I've been in the IT world, but e- even so, even more over the last two years due to COVID and just getting time to make major changes or adjustments, implement new technologies it becomes very difficult. So when you start to move to these cloud-based solutions where everything's happening, you know, off the internet or the web and your IT staff isn't so stressed to have to build and support, this really enables organizations to make those kind of adjustments without that really heavy IT resource need. When you talk to companies about electronic payments, what are their concerns about deploying a payment solution? Well, I think the first hurdle or the first concern that, that I hear in, in just talking to different AP staffs and, and uh, teams over the last eight years, it, it's really getting over just the status quo. You know, typically there's a manual process. They're, you know, putting the paper in the machine and they're, they're pumping out the checks and they're handing those to somebody to sign. They've been doing this their whole lives that way it's a big part of their day, right? It's a lot of manual paper moving and then you got to fold them and you got to stuff them and you got to mail them. And so it's really difficult for that status quo, I guess really just for them to let go of that status quo. They want to be more efficient. It's just 
trying to get out of your own way when it comes to comes to that and really realize that your AP staff has a lot more time and opportunity for strategic type work when you can offload those uh, kind of manual paper pushing processes that they're doing. I think the second hurdle that I hear or see a lot is there, there's fear of lack of control. Just like with the first one, that status quo also means there's a lot of control. They know how it works. It's a piece of paper. I can follow it. It's not going anywhere without me knowing what's going on. So anytime you're going you're going to take that paper process away and that manual flow away, there's going to be concern that, that the individuals, the AP staff, are, are going to lose control because it's not right there in front of them and they can't hang on to it. This is really more of an educational item. It can be easily addressed. It's a a change control process that has to be trained and they have to understand or the AP team needs to understand that the data is even more readily available. It's much easier for them to go access that information than it is to hunt through a a bunch of manual papers and processes to figure out what what they've done. But it's it's a difficult hurdle to come over. And just because things are stored differently and they're stored electronically, there's concern that they don't have as much control, but it's really just the opposite. They actually have more control and they have much quicker access to the data. So I think it's, again, it's just another hurdle. I think the last hurdle that I hear a lot and I see organizations uh, deal with is, again, this idea of moving to digital or electronic payments themselves they find out pretty quickly that, you know, when you, when you start to look at your current process and then you, you try to overlap, okay, well, what does it mean if I'm going to do this myself and I'm going to automate this and I'm going to move everything to digital? Again, the big first big hurdle is IT because I got to get my IT staff involved. There's a lot of technology changes that have to happen. If I'm going to store banking information, if I'm going to start to process payments, whether it's a virtual card or an ACH, there's just, a, they, they start to see the hurdle and the IT staff that's going to be needed. And the other part of that is the technology that's going to be needed to support it. I mean, most AP teams and, and departments today weren't built to uh, have this kind of security, you know, when you're trying to store and maintain other individuals and other companies' banking information. I mean, that's a whole different level. So it just brings on a lot more fear and a lot more concerns. So it, it can cause frustration. It can just cause fear. Uh, I think, again, a lot of this was magnified during COVID when staffs now don't have the ability to come into the office together and work together, and they've got to figure out how to do this differently. And hopefully, I think what's happened is it really has moved the needle to say, you know what, we've got to, first of all, go to a cloud-based solution. And secondly, We've got to learn how to kind of get out of our own way and let some automation take take place. I think the cool part is, is they don't have to do it on their own. And I, I but I think it's a normal process. You've got to you've got to evaluate your your systems. You've got to evaluate your team and, and look at all of that to say, can we do this on our own? If we can't, what are our options? And quite frankly, there are some really nice cloud-based software as a service solutions out there today that are gonna reduce your, your, your staff time, they're gonna reduce your IT time, they're gonna take on the issues around supporting and securely uh, managing someone else's banking information 
and will really just free up your AP staff to be able to do more strategic day-to-day operational things and just less of the, I guess, mundane or the, the paper pushing that, that we've seen in the past. It's not about eliminating jobs. It honestly isn't, but it is about how do I shore up what I have? How do I prepare for growth coming out of the pandemic? And uh, I, without having to continue to increase my staff, because now I'm using my staff in much more operationally efficient ways. And I think all of those are just normal hurdles that people have to go through to get to the point where they go, okay, let's go find a solution that's going to work for us. It's the working smarter, not just harder principle, basically. It, it, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, AP is one of those things that it's always kind of in the back room and, and it's just known that that's, you know, that's a cost center and it's, it's the way it's always been, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I think we're starting to see, even, even though there's been a lot happen in the last 10 years, I think one of the, honestly, one of the good things that will come out of this whole pandemic is that people have been able to understand that there are software solutions, cloud-based solutions. I don't have to be in the office hundred percent of the time just to get a payment out the door. And I don't have to, you know, segregate this work and have one person come in to do something and another person come in to do something and another person come in to sign a check and then somebody else to stuff it and mail it. I, I can get away from all of that and just be much more efficient and have so much more time back in our, in our AP staff state. So we should also talk a little bit about uh, ERPs. So building payment solutions that are compatible with any enterprise resource planning system or ERP, that's been key to quick integrations, correct? It's true. That is true. I'm working with a solution that I think one has been doing this long enough and has enough experience with a lot of different ERPs uh, and has a proven track record to handle multiple digital payment methods, as well as multiple types of ERP systems uh, to get you to a point where you can make a single payment run for all of your payments can now, you know, take so less time than it used to that I think it's becoming more and more known that these IT teams don't have to spend hours and hours. When you think about what comes when you, when you do a check run, it's, it's really just a bunch of data that has to be put into certain fields within your system in order to generate the check to make sure that it gets mailed properly and gets to the right vendor. Well, if you can duplicate that and not utilize a bunch of your IT time to kind of reconfigure or rework that, that just helps and, and makes a lot more sense. There are solutions today that allow you to do that without the IT staff even getting involved. You basically are going to generate or run your your payments just like you normally would. The solution on the other side, because of the way the integration's built, will just take all that data and reconfigure it the way it needs to be configured or read on the other side so that payment can still get out the door quickly and properly into the right vendor. Heidi, you as Manager of Implementation Services, you and your team are on the ground making these implementations happen. So we just heard Mark talk about a couple of these hurdles that people have had to jump to get to the point where they're they're deploying their solution. 
They have to let go of the status quo, what they previously knew. They have to get over the idea that they're going to lose control of the process. And some of them might be traumatized from trying to manage electronic payments on their own. So when you first consult with a new customer team about implementing their electronic payment solution, what's the psychology? Are they apprehensive about the process or do they seem confident? And what factors into those attitudes? Yes, I wanted to piggyback on some of the things that Mark has talked about, which is change management. And so one of the very first things that I do and I direct my teams to do, too, is we connect with the salesperson and we ask the salesperson, who's who's the person in your organization, in that organization that you've been working with that is the champion of change and Hopefully that's the person I get to work with, or at least I am introduced to have have the opportunity to build that working relationship. Um, that is one of the key factors is that champion of change, the, that inertia, um, the segregation of duties that's necessary in finance world. Um, this is where I'm fortunate enough to have had a history of needing to set up those segregation of duties, internal controls, so I can speak to our customers about that. Um, I've tried to impart some of that information onto our team so that they too can feel knowledgeable and understanding customers' concerns about um, control of their financial data and this um, segregation of duties and the need for that. And so that then also some of the reporting that we have available, they can provide to their auditors so that they can really build that confidence that Mark was talking about, that they do have control. They We aren't taking any control away from them. We're trying to take the pain away. We're trying to take the parts of stuffing checks that nobody wants to have their AP staff spending time doing that kind of mundane work. You want them to do things that are strategic to your organization that are higher level work that are personally more interesting than stuffing an envelope every Friday afternoon. So I would say one of the, the biggest hurdles is it just exactly what Mark said. It's uh, inertia to change and it's also the concerns around control and the concerns around, you know, how will this impact my IT resources? That's where our integrations are just lovely. I would literally, it's like maybe 10 to 15 minutes with the IT staff to install an API key in secret and we're done. With that, we just need that little bit of their time to connect our two systems, have that secure protocol for us to talk to each other. And that's, that's all that's needed from the, in, from the IT staff. So again, exactly what Mark was saying around change management. When you have contact with IT people, you're, you, when you get done with them, what's the reaction? Are they expecting of just having the day taken away from them? And is it just pure surprise? What, what happens or do they know that it's going to be light for them? So I would say I, that the IT staff is surprised. I would say what's even more surprising is the customer because I'm sure that we tell them this during the sales cycle, but I don't think they believe it until it actually is happening. We're in the implementation and I'm saying, sometimes it doesn't even have to be IT. It just needs to be the admin administrator level person for their accounting system or ERP or DMS, whatever acronym you wanna use. Oftentimes it's just whoever has admin access and oftentimes the CFO might even have that access. They might not even need their IT staff. But if we do, it's for just a short period of time to install a couple 
API keys and secrets and we're good to go. So yes, they're, they're usually surprised and don't believe it till they see it. And, and Ron, I, I piggyback on that. You know, I'm, I, I work with a lot of our partners who are ERP partners that have built the integration into our systems, uh, which even makes the process even more streamlined, right? But they, they, I, they still, the very first question they ask is, how long is this going to take and how much of my IT staff am I going to have to give up for this? Because that's their biggest fear, right? And, and you, you can say it and explain it to them all as much as you want, but until they're handed over to Heidi and her team and she kind of calms the water and just kind of helps them through that, you know, it just takes a while for them to really go, wow, you really... I, you really don't need my IT staff. I mean, they're just not needed in this process. And it's it's a huge win for everybody. And I think it's a huge win for these ERPs that are partners that have built that integration to be able to go back to their customers and say, hey, it's a it's a flip of a switch, right? It's not it's not a heavy lift. It's really, as as Heidi said, it's it's putting in a couple of different pieces of information and saying, instead of this payment file, when I push the button going to my printer, it's going to go through the ERP system directly into our system and then out the door. It's really hard for people to go, is it, it can't be that easy. It just can't. Heidi, on a high level, tell me a couple of key factors in implementing electronic payments. How does a customer team best prepare and what does an implementation team need to deliver? I would say one of the biggest areas for our customers that can do to prepare is to really look at how they engage with their vendors. We look at vendor data in a different perspective than usually any kind of frontline AP staff would look at it. So we're going to ask them questions that kind of make them look at their data from a new perspective. If they can ensure that the data for vendors that they've paid within the last year have email addresses, if they have them, if they have phone numbers, add that to your ERP. Any kind of that contact data is really helpful for our teams to be able to contact your vendors and move them over to electronic payment method. And we will use every avenue we can. Um, our standards are email, phone calls, and good old USPS snail mail. But if you can do smoke signals and teach us, we'll do that too. Whatever it takes to contact those vendors and get them moved over to electronic payment method. The other piece that's helpful when you kind of think about how do you engage with your vendors are some, who are some of your key and critical vendors? Who are some of these vendors that you really want to get on that card program or maybe we need to be a little bit more sensitive with, maybe have some really delicate kind of vendor customer relationships going on. The more that you can kind of let us know about those in a systematic way, then the more careful we can be too with our vendor outreach. And we can really get that ta tailored and dialed in. Um, again, just a quick nod because everybody says, oh my gosh, my vendor data is a mess. It's inherent. Everybody's vendor's data is a mess. It's not like I'm going to go look in your closet, but I know it feels that way. Everybody's is a mess. It's okay. I've been there. I've absolutely been there. I've supervised AP where we just put enough data in there to get the check out the door and move on with our day. So that's why I kind of, try, I have a lot of compassion for not having that additional contact information in your vendor data. So if you can spend a little bit of time looking at that from our perspective and how we use your data. And so that's why we also focus in on just the last year of information 
is to really just focus in on those vendors that are your active ones that you're paying today. So we don't worry about what you did five years ago, even three years ago, what, what you've been paying within the last year. So when that's what the customer can really do to help us be successful with the implementation. And then what my team is responsible for is we do as much of the heavy list lift as we can, but there are a few pieces of information we need from the customer, such as that vendor information, um, a little bit of information like a W-9 and avoided checks so we kind of know what bank accounts you're operating under. And then my team does the rest. We do um, our teams do all the vendor outreach. We do that configuration of your account. We will um, help get your users set up so they have access to our platforms of AP Gateway. And we also will do all of the training for your teams. We, we really try to do as much of it as we can in partnership with the customer. You know, we talked about uh, how IT kind of wipes the sweat off their brow on the customer side when they find out how easy it is. Tell me about the typical reaction by a customer's AP team when they make their first payment, when the, when the proof is in the proverbial pudding. What, what's their usual reaction? Yeah, I would say almost always they're just like, similar to what Marcus said earlier, like, is it really this easy? Um, what am I missing? There's something wrong. This can't be that. This can't be right. Um, I would say almost always that they're just kind of surprised. And um, at the same time, I always try to kind of make it a little bit of a celebration uh, when we get to that um, a training session because training is in production. It's live. So at the end of the training, we actually have payments deployed. They are headed out the door. They're paying actual vendors. We just do a small batch, of course. Um, they We do training in production, and they at the end of that, they have sent payments out the door um, using our solution. And most of them can't believe that we can get that done in 60 to 90 minutes tops. They go from not sending any payments to live payments out the door. They know what they're doing. Of course, we offer as much follow-up support as they could need. Um, we are happy to do additional training, sit with them when they do their first big live pay run, because that's always an exciting day too. And, you know, a lot of people have like a weekly schedule. So every Thursday they do their big pay run. Um, so we're happy to support them too when they do that big pay run so that they feel really confident and lots of support to ensure that they continue to make payments and feel that they understand all of our processes from beginning to end. And, but most of them is just like, is, is that, is that all? Is that really all that has to happen? Yeah. And I would guess it's, it's a very, it's a rather powerful moment when they enter with that first real world payment. It's no longer theoretical they're operational. And uh, yeah, they must, I'm sure they're bordering on jubilant at that point. Yeah. I, my most recent go live training, the CFO, he said, you made my weekend. He's like, I'm buying you a steak. And so that was, <laughs> I was <laughs> that was a pretty good day. So I definitely <laughs> shared that with Pam, the sales rep. I'm like, hey, here's something to make your day. Cause he even emailed it to me afterwards. So I forwarded that on. So she, know that the customer was happy. That was Heidi Starks, Manager of Implementation Services at CorePay, and Mark Pensarini, Sales VP at CorePay. And this has been FinTech in Focus. If you want to keep up with our news and views or people power segments, make sure to subscribe wherever you're tuning in from. FinTech in Focus is a bi-monthly podcast written and produced by CorePay, a fleet core company. To submit questions or comments, 
or to recommend a topic, please email us at podcast at corpay.com. That's podcast at C-O-R-P-A-Y dot com. For Fintech and Focus, I'm Ron Nachman. Thanks for listening.